All right, man. Live stream episode. I told y'all phase two, but we're gonna get this thing rocking, man. We only got so many episodes left on the grind to hunt. This shit don't stop for a motherfucking me. So OG hash thin line between genius and insanity. Let's go and get right into it. Welcome to Raw is OG. Hash, man, you know the fuck they never play on me, man. DJ Hit Me. Fuck it up. Fuck it up, fuck it up, fuck it up. Damn, 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 damn. She gone, she gone, she gone, she gone. Yes, sir. What's poppin' with y'all? And welcome back to another motherfucking episode of the Thin Line Between Genius and Insanity podcast, hosted by yours truly. OG! Now spin that block, man, for them hating ass niggas. You know what? This is episode 176 on the grind 200. You know what I'm saying? I promised all the friends of the show that every Wednesday I will be doing live streaming episodes. So I'm a man of my word. I'm a man of my word. So we have to introduce all the new eyes to the show and let them know your boy is. For the bitches, nigga. For the bitches, nigga. For the bitches, nigga. For the bitches, nigga. The fly is high, as cool, as smooth as host of them all. Oh, gee. Hash, me who the fuck it is, man. What's up? What's your hope you're out there looking good, feeling good, staying safe? It's a whole lot going on in the church, man. I tell you that shit each and every episode. What's a shout out to everybody around the world that's tapped and joined the conversation, man. I truly appreciate all the love and support, man. Let's keep this empire break by motherfucking me break. Um, you know, as I mentioned, episode 176 on the grind 200. This shit not stopping for us. So um, I will be honest with you. Tad bit nervous. <laughs> I know I've been doing this, man, for over three years now, man, but it's something about a live streaming episode. Last time I even came close to even doing a live stream episode where people saw me or people had guests on the show, it's episode 100. And episode 100, man, was brutal. <laughs> it, it killed my confidence and everything. But as I told all the friends of the show, man, for the remainder of the uh, phase two going to episode 200, every Wednesday we will be live streaming this episode. I know it's late in the night. I know that very much. So shout out to everybody that is tapping in. If you're on YouTube right now, I'm sorry I can't look at these comments as live. If you're on Facebook, shout out to you. If you're on Twitch, shout out to you. Shout out to all the friends of the show once again, man. If you're tapping on all DSPs, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, no matter where you tapped in, I appreciate you. Tap in right now on YouTube at OGHTV. Shout out to you, man. Ring that bell. Drop a comment. Leave a like. Subscribe to the channel. All the good shit the YouTubers say. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. It's a whole lot I want to get into in this episode. So I'm going to go ahead and jump right into it. Um, You know, I think I've cracked the code and found the secret to life, B. You know, as a child, I've always marveled at the amount of celebrities that went through shit and did some wild ass shit that if a regular person, everyday working nine to five person did, or even just a homeless person did, we would look at them crazy. We would identify, we would vilify them. We will help, we will hold them accountable of the fuck shit that they doing. But as a child, I always marveled at how celebrities was always kind of looked at like, nah, they kind of get the benefit of the doubt. And at 28 years old, I think I finally found the secret to life. Man, I think the secret to life is you have to actually you know what I'm saying? Um, expose people to your talent before you show them your asshole side. You show them your fucked up side. You know how I say your first impressions really matter? At 28 years old, I'm really starting to fucking identify that. And the reason why I brand that was because, yo, I've been watching. Have you been peeping this whole Tory Lanez thing? I know I've covered the Tory Lanez case 
countless amount of times. I know I came on here and champion. He needs to go to jail for shooting a woman in her foot. At any point in time a man pulls out a gun on a woman, I'm already saying send that nigga to Rikers. But I'm not finna get into whether or not the man's guilty or not. What I'm finna get into is I'm still amazed at the amount of motherfucking me uh, 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 support that Tory Lanez actually gets. Like, I remember growing up and seeing when Chris Brown bit Rihanna, when a nigga actually put his teeth on a bitch arm, I remember what they did to Chris Brown's career. Now that we've looked at Tory Lanez being sentenced to 10 years in prison for shooting a woman, he still has this amazing amount of support that makes me sit back and wonder, yo, my nigga, would Tory Lanez's career really take a hit? Because we was introduced to Tory Lanez as being such a talented guy that people are overlooking the fucked up shit he truly did. So I think that's truly the secret to life. When you look at the arcades, you look at the Michael Jackson, even you look at any celebrity or any nigga with any type of clout, they automatically get the benefit of the doubt because we're introducing them as some type of celebrity. But if a regular everyday nigga did that same motherfucking me thing, we automatically vilify that nigga. Let me ask you this question. How much evidence would you truly need for a nigga that's accused of shooting your mama, shooting your baby mama, shooting your cousin, shooting your homeboy? Niggas go by rumors and, and whispers in the hood every day. But niggas need cold hard facts for Tory Lanez. Tory Lanez is sending home motherfucking me kites and jail calls and messages to his fans talking about everything is going to be all right. Everything's not okay. You shot a bitch. Like at, at a certain point in time, all real niggas got to come to come in congregation and say, no, nigga, you shot a woman. Like why, why is everybody just saying, yo, Tory, Tory holding it down? There's no such thing as holding it down when you hold a, when you hurt a woman. Even when you punch a woman, niggas is ready to go ham on you. But when you shoot a woman, niggas need cold hard facts. Niggas need niggas saying it, it was a graze, it was shrapnel, it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't straight through in the flesh won't hatch. But that's the secret to life. If motherfuckers is, is first introduced to you as some type of celebrity, if motherfuckers know you as some have some type, uh, having some type of talent, they will automatically give you the benefit of the doubt. And I truly feel that's the only way you can get by in life these days because. How many times have we come across niggas like Tory Lanez, like a fucking Michael Jackson? How many celebrities do we have to come across that we stop giving the benefit of doubt to? Because I'm sitting back looking at Tory Lanez. I'm like, shit, Tory Lanez probably got, what, five, seven years? Tory Lanez, the amount of support he got right now, his career probably going to survive. I don't think Tory Lanez's career going to do a hit. You know who career, I think, really going to take a hit? It's Megs. The shit she just put with Cardi B didn't get received well. So I'm looking at this as niggas is introducing Tory Lanez as this talented Canadian version of Jacquees. Niggas love him. Niggas hate Meg all of a sudden. Is his career really going to take a motherfucking me hit? Because right now his support is on the rise. I've never seen anything like this before. I never thought I would be able to identify a nigga shooting a woman, hurting a woman, and getting this amount of support. Niggas is acting like Tory, a real-life war hero. I don't understand it. I don't think I ever will understand it. But I think that's truly what's going on right now. Niggas know him. Niggas is really giving him the benefit of the doubt because he he got some dope tunes. And at a certain point in time, I I just we have we have to identify what's what's truly going on in the motherfucking me situation. We truly motherfucking me do. Um, but moving on, you know, I never liked tackling sports early on into the podcast. But if you tap into any any type of sports, anything about football, you know football season is going is going fucking steady. One of the main stories right now is one on the New York uh, with the New York Jets, and you have 
this Aaron Rodgers injury that was tr truly, truly motherfucking me tragic for the whole city. You truly had this great white hope coming to save the motherfucking me city, but then in four plays in, he gets hurt, snaps his Achilles. Now you have this trash ass quarterback coming in trying to act like he playing quarterback. For the last, what, two, three weeks, maybe? Nonstop every day on the news cycle in sports has been just need a new quarterback, just need a new quarterback, just need a new quarterback. Over the years, I, over the past few days, I've sat back and said, damn, why is Colin, uh, why is um Cam Newton not getting the call? Why is uh, Carson Wentz not getting the call? God damn it. Where's Teddy Bridgewater? Like, well, where is where is the niggas we always just throw in a cycle of being uh, uh, backup QBs? Where is all these niggas all of a sudden? Where is Marcus Mariota? Why is all these niggas all of a sudden? These niggas back up somewhere else all of a sudden. But in the mix of everybody looking for quarterbacks and every and, and talking about who should they bring up, there's one guy that stuck his name out there and put his name in a hat. And it was the good old Colin Kaepernick. Wow. Colin Kaepernick himself wrote a letter to Jets general uh, general manager, I believe it was. But he sent it to J. Cole. He did it via J. Cole. I'm gonna be honest with you, man. I don't I don't really look at Colin Kaepernick the way everybody else looks at Colin Kaepernick. I don't look at Colin Kaepernick and say, holy shit, that's our time, Michael Max. I don't I don't look at him as some type of civil rights ass nigga. I understand that's how a lot of people view him because he was vilified. He he stood up against the man. And anytime a nigga stands up against the man, they kind of get forced into that spotlight of, you know, so he he's down for the cause type shit. I truly think Colin Kaepernick was backdoored to some shit. I think he he really didn't know what the fuck was going on. He just stumbled across this fucked up path, this path, and he had to stick with it. Because at the point in time, people have to understand Colin Kaepernick wasn't no fucking star. He's the only nigga I've ever heard in my life where he said have a quarterback having a dead arm. I've never heard of that before. They said that about this man. And saying that about this man, he stumbled across this, this, this righteous path. He stood for what he believed in. I, as a black man in America, I'm always going to stand for a black man standing for what he believed in, no matter, no matter the repercussions. I always believe you have, to, you have to stand for what you believe in and understand what's going to come with that. Anybody that can go through that and understand what's coming through that, always salute them. It's the niggas that fold that I, I, I really don't respect. So on one hand, I respect Colin Kaepernick for standing and believing, but I don't look at him as some righteous motherfucking leader. Colin Kaepernick sent out a letter to the Jets. Let me be here. Let me be one a minute to tell you, Colin Kaepernick, you're not fucking getting back in the NFL, buddy. Wow. It's over. It's done. I don't even believe you truly want to get in the NFL. I think all this is just truly a spectacle. I truly believe he always just wanted to be a martyr. His career was over. His prime was over. Should he be a backup QB somewhere? Absolutely. Absolutely. But I've never heard of a nigga suing his boss and still being employed. I never heard of that before. You can't sue them and then think they still finna try and employ you. That's a private company. They don't have to go by the the just because the general public is, is on your side. No, fuck the GP. It's all about their bottom line. You brought negative attendance to their bottom line. On I, do I do, do my moral beliefs feel that that's true? No. 
But I can't argue against the bottom line when sales is going through the roof, when tickets is going through the roof, when contracts is, is going through the roof. The money, the bottom line is the proof. The NFL has skyrocketed in the last seven years since Colin Kaepernick has been out the motherfucking Milan life. The proof is right there. My moral beliefs don't matter. It's what them owners truly believe. So the moment you sued them, brother, you was never getting back in the league. So all this hoopla about every nigga every other season when somebody get hurt, Colin Kaepernick come out in the media time he want to get a, a, a tryout. Nigga, stop it. First of all, how can anybody take you serious when you offering up your services to be on the practice squad to the Jets? You sent a letter via J. Cole. Wow. Nigga, what the fuck does J. Cole got to do with the NFL? J. Cole is a rapper, brother. Where's your agent? Why didn't better yet? Why didn't you send that to a Stephen A. Smith? Someone with power with the media. You sent it to J. Cole. You want to know why you sent it to J. Cole? You sent it to J. Cole because J. Cole does have a platform, but J. Cole is someone who's truly in the belief of he's going to push the message of you just being a victim. Instead of motherfuckers living in reality of you was past your prime when you took the fucking knee. When you took the knee and the negative pushback that came with the league, you actually sued the fucking league. And then when they tried to give you a workout, you didn't even show up. It's been seven years, nigga. You had a dead arm seven years ago. Wow. Once again, I've never heard of a nigga having a dead arm before, let alone a professional quarterback. So, brother... Stop the fucking cat. You don't want to get in the NFL. You you stopped wanting to be in the NFL a long time ago. And the reason why I truly believe he always just wanted to be a martyr, what the hell has Colin Kaepernick done since? Now, look, I'm not going to be negative, uh, 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 naive and ignorant to not say Colin Kaepernick probably haven't donated some money. You know what I'm saying? Did some uh, off the, under, the, under the table shit, off the radar shit. I'm not going to be naive. I'm not going to say he don't care to that amount. But for a man to be... Put in such position to be this generation's who the fuck ever. Some says Malcolm, some say Mark. Who the fuck ever you want to say he's this generation's version of? What did he do in the public? What did he do to galvanize motherfuckers? When everybody was trying to ride for Colin Kaepernick, when he had the world in the palm of his motherfucking hands, the most this nigga did was a goddamn Beats commercial. Wow. This nigga didn't talk. This nigga wasn't nowhere. This nigga grew a goddamn fro and was in a goddamn Beats commercial. Stop the bullshit, my nigga. If a nigga's put in that position, right? Like, real talk. Bear with me. If a nigga's put in that position, and he's being he's being victimized, and he's being he's being uh, uh his human rights are being taken away from him. And he's standing for the cause. He he he's this he's the new leader. Wouldn't you expect that nigga to be talking? Wouldn't you expect to know his plans, know what he's fighting for, what he's actually thinking? Why, off the top of my head, can I think of the most I've ever heard Colin Kaepernick talk about? Was when he was talking about them fucking pig socks he wore. Like, what the wow. fuck are you talking about? He never truly wanted to be what y'all think he is. The nigga stumbled and fumbled into a position that blocked out for him because he's, he's going to always be remembered. 
He's going to always be. His name will stand the test of time for oh so many motherfucking reasons. Socially and for sports. But he didn't want this. His actions prove it. He's never said any motherfucking me thing. So anytime this nigga wants to come out and says he's one, he's gonna be in the NFL. Stop the bullshit. You want the attention. I'm not gonna keep giving this man fucking attention. I felt this way seven years ago, and within the last seven years, Colin Kaepernick has done nothing to prove this nigga can actually play in the NFL, or that this nigga actually wants to be this social motherfucking me uh, uh, beam of hope that you motherfuckers are trying to call him to be. So it's, 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 it, 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 he needs to stop the bullshit. He truly needs to stop the motherfucking me bullshit. Let me see. Comment says, pass me the raw. Pass the raw. Man, let me light that big motherfucker, right? <laughs> let me light that big motherfucker. Um, okay, it, it, Colin Kaepernick truly just needs to, he, he needs to stop the cap, man. He truly needs to stop. I'm all for you know, a, a motherfucker trying to get it how they live. But at a certain point in time, we have to truly identify what it is that Colin Kaepernick didn't do with the opportunity he was getting. Because I was always, you know what, you know, let me, let me say this. I always sat back with the cold Colin Kaepernick shit. Like, real talk. Because I always tell you, man, when shit goes down, I try to put myself in those niggas' positions. Like, because I can't really pass judgment on somebody if I can't even try to uh, understand what the fuck somebody going through. And when Colin Kaepernick was going through that whole situation, I always was sitting back like, yo, my nigga, I wouldn't even want to be back in the NFL. The, sit, the, the position that you in right now is so much more than football. Nigga, you bigger than football. You're bigger than the NFL. The world, the people. Everybody wants the people at their feet, bro. I'm sorry. Everybody wants that. You can call me e egotistic, narcissistic you can call me what the fuck you want i would i earn for that position to have everybody the world in the palm of your hands the whole world got your fucking back look i'm a person who believes i was a black sheep of a family two families at this point i'm 28 years old and i find i'm truly a black sheep of two of both sides of my motherfucking me family so i earn to have you know what i'm saying millions you know what i'm saying just supporting you no matter if you right or motherfucking wrong, niggas didn't know if Colin Kaepernick was right or wrong. Niggas didn't truly understand why he was doing what he was doing. Niggas didn't even know. Niggas just know he had a fro at the time, and niggas was hating Roger Goodell. He had millions fighting his motherfucking me fight. Niggas earned for that motherfucking me position. So for a man like that to get that position, nigga, you're bigger than football. So when he was talking about he still wanted to play, that's when I identified it right. Then I was like, this nigga's bullshit. This nigga don't really want to play. He's trying. He, he's, he's trying to play both sides of the motherfucking defense, brother. You can't play both sides of the fence. You started a whole goddamn civil rights movement on the sidelines, nigga. I work for Chase, brother. If I if I do a protest at my job, I do not expect to be employed the next day. That's just real shit. That is real shit. If I start as even if it's a, even if it's a, it's a, a quiet protest, if I gather motherfucking me twenty five motherfucking employees, and we do a quiet motherfucking me protest in in a cafeteria of the goddamn me job where we all sit down Indian style and we ain't saying shit, we ain't, we ain't budging, we ain't moving. 
I would not expect to still be fucking employed. And I just work for a fucking bank, brother. You work for the NFL. You started a civil rights fucking movement on these people fucking uh, uh, private property, brother. You should. You knew you wasn't going to be fucking employed. You knew you wasn't. And you knew you wasn't going to have the backing of the NFL because you knew you wasn't even performing at your goddamn job like you should have been. So it was bullshit from the motherfucking me gates, bro. I just never understood, even back then, a nigga in that position, why would you even still want to be in the NFL? And then when you was dilly-dallying with the shit, you missed the workout to, to perform because the NFL was getting so much pressure from the people because you had millions fighting your fucking case for you, you didn't even fucking show up. And in the midst of that, you were still nowhere to be fucking found. You was nowhere to be found. I just, I, I never understood this Kaepernick ass nigga, and I never will, bro. And maybe I'm, maybe I'm hating. Maybe, maybe I'm truly motherfucking me hating. I, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm truly hating. This is stop capping. You know, you don't do no team builders. <laughs> I, I don't do no team builders, but I'm just saying, if I do it, do a damn team builder, and I started a protest, you know, I wouldn't expect to be employed the next damn day. It, it'd be pretty much over for your boy. I'll be on ND immediately. I'll be on ND immediately, man. I just think Colin Kaepernick is just, I think he's full of shit, bro. I truly, I've always thought that. And maybe, maybe, maybe I don't give him the benefit of the doubt because I look at it from a, uh, from a um, benefit. What, 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 how did he benefit from the situation? And his professional career, he was on his way out. This was damn near rejuvenate, this guy is rejuvenate his career. He pretty much started a whole nother lane for himself because his professional career was pretty much dying. And maybe I'm too busy looking at it from that aspect instead of looking at it from he's a victim. Maybe that's truly what it is. Maybe maybe I'm putting myself too far on the other side to understand this whole Kaepernick situation. But just even when I was younger, I just didn't believe this nigga truly was fighting for what the fuck people thought he was fighting for. And that always bothered me. It truly did. Unless you protest work from home. Even if, comment says, comment says, even if you protest work from home. I'm be honest with you. Even if I'm working from home and I protest, brother, I'm Look, I don't expect to be working no more. It's over. It's over. It's over, okay? <laughs> it's over. Protest and your job don't even mix. Some words don't even mix. Like you're going to protest some shit. You're going to protest like some shit that got nothing to do with your job, nothing to do with your, your, your professional life. You don't go protest. That's like, you see, have you been seeing these videos of like these motherfuckers been gluing their hands to like the uh the streets and like the, uh, the sidewalks and all that. I think I just seen one was like a NASCAR event. A dude went up and glued his hand to the damn cement. And they just walked up and ripped his ass up off the off the concrete. Last year in the NBA during the playoffs, it was people protesting the whole chickens uh, in Memphis. People go protest shit that ain't got nothing. They personal beliefs. It ain't got nothing to do with their actual way of living, their employment, none of that. 
The only time you do that is when you're not getting paid right. That's that'd be the only time you can you can protest from your job or do a strike from your job when it's like some workers' comp type shit. And even then, I would expect the job to be a stickler and, and lay it on my ass and, and if if not fire me, make it tough for me. I'm not I'm not stupid. Let me I'm a, you know I'm a, since you bring that up, I got an example for you. I worked at Walmart. <laughs> when I worked at Walmart, <clears throat> I fucked up my back. I told y'all many times on this podcast I was a door greeter. And yes, I was very athletic, but I have a tw- I had torn meniscus when I was in my senior year. And when I was working at Walmart, I was a door greeter and standing all day, it, it locked up my back. And I bullshit you guys not. My back was literally locked up for two weeks. I was hunched over like for two weeks. You can ask anybody that's seen me during this time. I was hunched over. I'm 6'4". I was hunched over standing no taller than 5'8". And I was at work fucked up to the point to where they had to send me home um, for a few weeks. Still had to pay me. And when I came back, they had to give me accommodations. I was sitting down at the at the at the uh, front at the front door. I was sitting down, you know, what I'm saying chairs and shit. Everybody else was standing at the time. I was like 19, 20, 19 years old. It was like 50, 60 year old co-workers who was other door greeters. They standing up and shit. I'm sitting down for eight out, 10 hours, getting overtime and everything. I'm basically on strike. They was trying to get me to stand, but I said, I know you can't force me to stand. So I was going to stand there the entire time. You want to know what that job did? They made it fucking, they made it hard for me. They eventually fired me. They eventually started complaining about little shit. You come a minute late, they dock your ass. And they kept adding that shit up. If you if they felt your attitude was off, they started complaining about that shit. And one day, you know what they did? They pulled my ass to the back and they gave me my last check and told me, thank you for your fucking services. I say that, I say all that to say, I've been through shit where jobs fuck with you for less. So there's no way I would think a protest, uh, a strike, or any of that bullshit, if I took, if I did that at my job, against my job, that I would still be getting paid by that motherfucking me company. There's no way. There's, 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 no, there's no sane person that thinks that. Common says, let's go stand in front of Chase Mill and hold signs that say, legalize weed in the workplace. I heard your knees also locked up sometimes. First of all, let's stop talking about my knees. It's kind of crazy. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, honestly, Anywhere you go, if you're doing all that, man, they're going to let your ass go. That's just truly how they go. They're going to let your ass go, and that's just that's, that's truly how it's going to be. That's, that's truly how the fuck that's going to be. But moving on, you know, past episodes, man, I come here and I talked about the whole Remy Mon Papu situation. Now, look, I still was trying my best to not believe the hype, you know, do I believe in black love? Barely. <laughs> I'm be honest with you. I didn't grow up in a household where I just seen black love just thriving and surviving and doing this damn thing. I told y'all, man, when it came to hip hop, people have always identified Remy Mon Papoose because of that story. That was a real life hood love story. She shoots somebody over a thousand dollars. She go to prison, do some time. He hold her down. She come out. She get all fine and shit. She back on her shit, doing her thing. It was championed. No, everybody overlooked the stupid shit she did 
and champion their love. When they had the baby, it was such a, a beautiful, you know what I'm saying, story. I found myself fighting trying to believe these rumors that Remy Ma cheated on Papoose with this battle rap nigga. And I'm going to be honest with you, man. Papoose was laying low. He went on his social media. You really didn't see him posting any pictures about Remy Ma. But then video came out, man. Papoose popped out in the city. And Papoose had that Michael B. Jordan look. Wow. You know that Michael B. Jordan look when him and old girl Lloyd Harvey broke up? And the next day he was at the basketball game. And he had the watery puppy dog eyes and shit. And he had that look where he can tell everybody was looking at him and talking about him. That's the same look Pat Poos had. Like, he shook a nigga hand, he break, he ain't really connect with it. And when you shake a nigga hand, you don't really connect with it, and your eyes is all heavy. Yeah, you hurting for real. <laughs> you hurting for real. <laughs> so when I seen that video of Pat Poos, I'm going to be honest with you. It was at that moment. I knew everything we everything they said about Remy Ma is absolutely true. Everything the, the the rumors of her sleeping with this battle rap nigga is it gotta be absolutely true. The pain that I just seen in Papu's eyes in that video, brother, he lost his girl. He lost his girl to a younger man too. God, wow! Look, man, I'm be honest with you. As I was younger, I was the guy that was slaying. You know, I told you I was. I always like dated, like mess with, talk to older chicks. So I was the young guy that was like slaying the old chicks down, the older chicks down. Now that I'm reaching 30, brother, I can kind of understand what Papoos is going through. Like, it, women love them young buck niggas. Now that I'm getting older and like, I'm still young, but like, you know what I mean? I can understand Papoos. She's sleeping with a dude that's younger than him, that looked like the younger version of him, that got the same swag as him. It's hurting the dude. <laughs> And she's publicly out with Buddy at dinner dates and shit like that. He feeding her oodles and noodles. Like it, it's it's deep, man. It truly is deep, man. <laughs> and I feel bad for Pat, man. I truly feel bad for Pat Poos, man. Because it's not even about, you know what I'm saying? It's not even about, you know what I'm saying, black or white. It's just about everybody appreciates a good love story. I'm I'm still one of those guys that if I'm out walking in the park with my dog or some shit and I see the old 70-year-old couple licking the same ice cream cone, you know, so even even they old wrinkly all in the face and shit, I still be like, and that shit dope, man. I be like that because I actually think like they probably went through so much shit. But what got through what got them through all the bullshit. Was them holding on to the good times. They chose to focus on the good times. They found their my person. That's truly, I think, what everybody, you know what I'm saying, seeks in life. We all want to be successful. We all want to have money, but we want to find our person. You know what I'm saying? Let me see. It says, which couple breakup shocked you the most? I'm the couple, the, the couple breakup that shocked me the most. I don't know. And when it comes to these celebrities, no couple breakup really shocks me the most. I'm going to be honest with you. Because I think all of it is for clout anyway. I think it's all for clout. I think it's, it's all for clout. As I just sat here and said, we all want to find our my person. When these people get into an industry, they already, like, 
when these people get into this industry, man, their partner matters on a total different level. Like, I think in regular life, like, even me personally, the woman that I would talk to, she has to represent me well. She has to match my flaw. And I'm not even saying I'm some over-the-top, you know what I'm saying, uh, type of dude. But I have to be able to look at that woman and be comfortable with her representing me and people being able to look at her and know that she's attached to me. And when you get into the industry, that's even high. That's even, that's times 10. That's time a thousand. Because it's all about clout. It's all about relevance. It's all about trying to be in the know. So a lot of these times when these people get in the industry, they really ride each other coattails. And that's, that's why I'm not too, that's, I'm not too surprised when they fall out because usually when they do fall out, one of the two in the relationship pretty much careers took, you know what I'm saying, the downward slope in that direction. So I'm never truly surprised. What really surprised me the most of you truly want to get into some gossip type shit real fast. When they was trying to say my boo Tails was pregnant by fucking Future. Wow. That's when I was shocked. I don't know if you know who Tim's is. You should go look who you should look Tim's up. When they said Tim's was pregnant by Future, I lost all hope. I just lost all hope. I fuck with Future. I think Future's a good guy. But I judge women who have babies with men who have multiple baby mamas and hella kids. I judge you. I'm sorry. You have no self-value. There's no way you you there's nothing that will make that will convince me you didn't wake up that morning and said, I want to be another baby mama. Because that's exactly what the fuck you did. So when it comes to breakups, I gotta be honest with you. I'm a real nigga. Breakups happen all the time. But when it comes to that, that's what shocked me the most. <laughs> uh, what does it say? It says, Did you already speak on Janine and Jeezy divorce? I did speak on Janine and Jeezy divorce on a few episodes back. Um, I truly believe that has to do with some cultural, um, uh, some cultural shit. Um, I don't believe that. I don't believe a black man can truly find happiness with a woman that's not American. I truly don't. I know that there's 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 rare situations where that works, but a lot of times when it's like an Asian or some shit like that, it's primarily the Asians and shit. It's too much of a cultural difference. A lot of times when they're more, when when a lot of times when they're more um, like Asian Americans and shit like that, it works. But when they from over there and their parents are still deep in that in that culture, it truly never works. I've never seen a, a good example of that working out. Um, I've all you heard, you seen the clips of her coming out saying she likes her men uh, white and lean, or her white it keeps her lean and clean or some shit. She's like her dark meat on the side. As a black man, I'm truly well aware that a lot of women that's not black, that's not of my race, look at me sexually. I'm well aware of that. Like I, I'm, I'm not. It's not something that really bothers me like that because I'm a sexual ass nigga. Wow. <laughs> I gotta be honest with you. Nasty bitch. I gotta be honest with you. But I truly think that's what it is like. As a black man, I know that um, Asian women who want to go a walk on that wild side, they look at me for that. White women look at me for that. So that's why I believe that women who aren't American, you know, Asian and European and shit like that, the cultures are so different 
that I truly don't think it'll actually work. That's just my personal belief. And I truly think that's what happened with Jeezy and Janine because they just come from two different backgrounds. And the shit that she said that he was correcting her on leads me to believe that it was some cultural beliefs because she he, he was she said that he was the one that let her know that she had attitude problems and shit like that. That lets me know that there's a lot of her berating him type shit. When she gets mad, it's a whole lot of my my mom and dad was right, my grandma was right, me ma was right, shit like nah man, that cultural shit nah, it's too different. <laughs> it's it's entirely too different. <laughs> For real, they can laugh in the comment. Real talk, that's just real talk. That's just me being a hundred percent honest. That's truly what I think happened with Jeezy and Janine. I think it's easy like to look at that and be like, oh, he's not with a black woman, so you you try something new and it didn't work, huh? It's easy to say that. But if she was like a Latina, Hispanic, or something like that, even if she was an Asian American, even if her parents was like, you know what I'm saying, some Asian Americans, if they wasn't so deeply entrenched in their in their culture, I think it probably would have worked. It worked enough to where they had got married and had a baby and shit like that. But I'm pretty sure it's a whole lot of, you know what I'm saying, me was right, you know what I'm saying. Uh, first of all, First, let me just say this. I'm going to move on. For a woman to marry a black man, have a baby by a black man, and have the audacity to go on national television and say she likes her meat, she likes her white meat that keeps her meat clean and lean, she likes her dark meat on the side, that alone would have got her ass divorced. I'm sorry. I'm black, baby. Ain't shit white about me. If you fucking with me, you finna be like, you just like dark meat. You a, you a, you a leg quarter thigh eating bitch. That's wow. what you finna say. You ain't no chick. You don't like chicken breast. You a leg quarter thigh eating motherfucker. You love that shit because you love your dark meat. I'm not finna be with no woman and, 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 and I know she her preference is a white man. Why are you with me? Why are we in this situation? That's why, and on past episodes, like I said, I'm, I, I would hope that Jeezy, the prenup, was, was clean enough to where the divorce could be clean enough so they can just walk away from it. They both had their own careers. They sh- it shouldn't be no huge fight. No man should put up with that. No woman should put up with that. If your significant other's family is berating you the culture it's a culture shock don't don't waste your life putting up with that shit and people co-parent all the time man don't put don't put up with the bs just to just to appease other people don't do that definitely don't do that um but moving on let's get into uh taylor swift and travis kelsey real fast i gotta be honest with you man so it's like Taylor Swift supposed to be like cute or something. Wow. When in the fuck did Taylor Swift become some type of like sex symbol? Like I don't want to just say bad bitch, but you. When did Taylor Swift become that? Look, man, I'm so sick and tired of hearing about Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. Look, I love Travis Kelsey. Love Travis Kelsey to death. He's one of the best tight ends I've ever seen in my life. Won't say he's the greatest, but he's one of the best. 
Taylor Swift is one of the greatest. What well, is I am hollering. Taylor Swift is one of the greatest musicians ever. I'm not going to say that because I like her music. Not going to say that because I heard Taylor Swift's song and said, damn it, that sound better than Prince. That sound better than Mike. No, I can't argue with the numbers. I can't argue with the influence she has on the, the, the millions of 15-year-old little white girls running rampant across the United States of America. I can't ignore that. But at no point have I ever looked at Taylor Swift and said, damn, Taylor Swift is the one. I never looked at Taylor Swift and thought she was that damn beautiful. Taylor Swift is a damn stick figure. And look, look, I'm not here to body shame or nothing like that. I'm saying all that to say, why in the fuck is Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey some big thing? Is this just the 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 hot? Do you know like when you was those Disney movies when they got the the little white girl? Dating the fucking high school jock. Is that just this version of that? Because you know the Barbie movie just came out. So you know whole white girl fantasy era. That's that's just real. That's just popping right now. So is that what this is with the Taylor Swift and, and Travis Kelsey shit? Because who gives a fuck? Like, do you do you know how many professional athletes is with prominent other black uh, women? That that's like that's an everyday thing. Just go to Atlanta, my nigga. I'm sorry. Just go to Atlanta. Walk down Rodale Drive, goddammit. <laughs> like, well, what is this? Why is this such a big... I can't shake it. Everywhere I go, it's Taylor Swift and NFL shit. Don't nobody give a fuck about this shit, man. Travis Kelsey jersey sales went up 400%, man. 400%. Comment says, is she? I don't know. Look, and I, I believe you're talking about is she when I say she's one of the greatest musicians of all time. I have to say she is because she's the biggest artist right now. I know we look at the Beyonce's, you know what I'm saying? Hell, we even throw Drake in there. But even Beyonce and Drake not doing what Taylor Swift doing. Taylor Swift is, her numbers is crazy. Her numbers is absolutely crazy. Like we, we As much as we don't listen to it, I, I can't name you a Taylor Swift song off the top of my head right now, but I can't sit here and act like the millions of little 15-year-old white girls, you know what I mean? It, it, it isn't her fan base, you know what I'm saying? Like, anytime I've ever seen a clip of Taylor Swift, she looked unorthodox. She couldn't dance off rhythm. The video of her just dancing when Lil Wayne was performing a Millie, it looked horrible. It, she looked She looked foolish to me. But that's white girl swag. That's she. She's their Beyonce, and her being with Travis Kelsey just appears to be some some big news for some damn reason. I I don't get it. You got people talking about this is the biggest thing of his life. Now I'll be honest with you. If it's if it comes to Money wise, absolutely. She she's the bag. She's a she's a meal ticket, even for Travis Kelsey. But let's not get this confused. I like this is some type of Tom Brady and Giselle situation. Like as much as I didn't think Giselle looked as good as everybody was saying she was, I would never sit here and be like Giselle wasn't fine. Giselle was a model. Like Giselle was a was fine, and she had more money than Tom Brady. Taylor Swift. 
she got more money than Travis Kelsey. But I'd be damned if I sit here and say Taylor Swift is fine. Wow. Like, come on now. We're not, we're not even finna do that. As a man, I can't even sit here and look at Taylor Swift and imagine nothing sexual. I'm gonna be honest with you. That's yeah, Taylor Swift has the face and the body of a platonic woman. I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm gonna be honest with you. As a man, I can I sit here and say I can be platonic friends with Taylor motherfucking me Swift. Ain't shit cracking there. Ain't no, no, hell no. Ain't nothing jumping down low and down below for me when look at Taylor Swift. That's just me being honest with you. <laughs> that is me being absolutely real. <laughs> um, but you know what? I want to. I want to stop talking about the new. What is this? What is this? It says, "I'm disconnected." If you, if you lie like that, <laughs> I'm disconnecting. If you lie like that, if you take away Travis Swag, I mean. Take away if you take away the swag. Look, I like Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey has a lot of swag, but I've seen Travis Kelsey do the same thing I've seen every white dude do. Every white dude we've ever seen, he just average. I mean, look, I'm not gonna look his looks, I'm not here for it, but. Travis Kelsey, what Travis Kelsey has, he's the hip white dude. The hip white dudes always succeed well with black women. Black women love Travis Kelsey. Why? Because he's a white dude and he's hip. Hip white dudes always succeed. I've never understood it, but for some reason, black chicks love hip white dudes. What does it say? I'm saying if you if you lie and say she fine. I'm disconnected. Oh no, Taylor Swift has never been fine in my life. She she you, she looks like a bird. She looks like a bird. She looks like a bird, and she's built like the little damn worms off Men in Black. Taylor Swift is a stick figure. She she's never been attractive, never. But everyone's talking about her like this is the biggest. Like she 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 was just the biggest catch in the world. Like I, if we talking about financial, then absolutely. If we say financial, then absolutely. But is she a beauty? Absolutely not. Travis Kelsey's ex-girlfriend was absolutely beautiful. She was a model. Uh, she was black. But she was absolutely beautiful. But I, back to what I was saying about Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey has done exactly what I've seen every other white dude that's been identified as hip. You know what I'm saying? It has some swag. When time came and it was convenient, Travis went back to being a white boy. You know, when Travis was hip and he he had the swag and he was doing all that, he was he was messing with the black chicks. He had the long, he had the sideburns, you know what I'm saying? And his swag was a little bit different. Now the rumors was coming out about him and Taylor Swift. What did you see with, with Travis Kelsey? Sideburns is gone. The swag is gone. He got one of those teacher principal ass beards. You know what I'm saying? The, the white man stash. I've seen Travis Kelsey do this time and time again. And if you think I'm bullshitting, Travis Kelsey and his girlfriend broke up, right? But they had gotten back together after a previous breakup. And during that previous breakup, what was Travis Kelsey's appearance? 
he went back to this goddamn he principal ass white man stash. But when he got back with her, he was swagged out. He doing all the he doing all the dances and shit. And I like Travis Kelsey, but I'm never gonna sit here and act like every white boy that we've ever given that stamp of having a swag. He's invited to the cookout type shit. We've I've seen him time and time again when it's convenient flip flop personalities. And as I I've never been able to just vibe with that too well. Maybe I'm jealous. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? But, hey, I've seen Travis Kelsey do it, and I'm really not motherfucking me surprised at all. <laughs> Let me see. <laughs> this black woman. <laughs> okay. <laughs> look, I mean, look, I'm glad to see that you, you know what I'm saying, don't don't find Travis Kelsey, you know what I'm saying, uh, attractive. But I'm not going to sit there and act like Travis Kelsey ain't got it like that, man, especially with our people. Um, I want to talk about Stop talking about the new school bad body built white woman and talk about the old school body uh, bad body built woman. <laughs> Britney Spears. I gotta be honest with you. Yo, it's Britney Spears. What it says without us, without us, it says without us, they mediocre at best. Now that's true. Um, I want to ask you this question. Yo, was Britney Spears' parents right? Like, what is it? What is what was that shit? Is it what was that called? What what is it called? That Britney Spears is on. What is that called? What is it? What is it called? What is it called that Britney Spears is on? A conservatorship. Did you see them? Have y'all seen a video of Britney Spears dancing with the knives and shit? Doing like the she did the get silly. The bitch was doing the get silly with the knives and shit. The little dogs and shit running around scared for their lives. She always wearing them damn hoochie mama draws. I, I never understood. How she's built that bad in 2023. Like, there's no way there's a white woman that's walking on this earth in 2023 that's built that bad. But Britney Spears is right there for you. But I asked this question. Was Britney Spears' parents right with doing the whole conservatorship shit? Because remember that made news like a year or two ago? Um, when they, you know, they, they finally say, you know, we done with this shit. You can have it. All that. And everybody was championing that because we all want people to be in control of their own life. I, I totally agree with that. But we're going to sit here and act like we haven't seen time and time and time again. Video after video after video. The bitch ran up on Victor Wimbinyama. She ran up on Victor Wimbinyama and got slapped. Wow. We've seen time and time again in a short amount of time with so many videos this woman in these skimpy ass, one inch length ass pantyhose, dancing, looking crazy as a motherfucker. She's on that motherfucker saucer dancing with fucking butcher knives, brother. Britney Spears is not right. I'm sorry. Now, you can't convince me that she's okay. When I look at that woman, I'm going to be completely honest with you. I'm not even trying to be funny. When I look at Britney Spears, I get scared. I would not. I wouldn't want to be alone with that woman. I would. I would. She looks like the type of woman that when you wake up and you turn on the lights in the dark room, she already right there, just bright, just staring at you, looking up and shit, just waiting on you to wake up type shit. Britney Spears creeps me the fuck out. She creeps me the fuck out. And when I see this video of her salsa dancing with butcher knives and shit, I had to look up the definition of conservatorship. Conservatorship definition is 
a legal status in which a court appoints a person to manage the financial and personal affairs of a minor or an incapacitated person. A conservator may also serve as a guardian who is responsible for establishing and monitoring the physical care of the individual and managing their living arrangements. So basically somebody who's not, who can't do shit on their own. When I see Britney Spears dancing these weird ass videos, when I see Britney Spears running up on Victor Wimbenyama and all that shit, I totally understand why her parents took control of her career. Bro, she was a fucking star. We've seen too many examples of people being huge stars and, you know what I'm saying, uh, their career going in shambles because they didn't have the right people in their corner. The Britney Spears that I'm seeing with my own two fucking eyes, you can't convince me that her parents knew what was best for her. You can't convince me that what they did wasn't the right thing for her. This bitch is a nut. I'm sorry. Look, I'm off in the head. I got anxiety. I got mood swings. I got depression. You know what I'm saying? I got all that shit. I go through it, buddy. I'm crazy as a motherfucker. When I look at Britney Spears, I know she's fucking lonely. I know she's fucking psycho. You can't tell me her parents didn't do what was best for that woman. She ran down on fucking Victor Wimbenyama, bro. Wow. Victor Wimbenyama, man. This is, look, I'm all for people having control of their lives. Don't get it twisted. I'm all for it. But when somebody's exhibiting irrational behavior, it just makes me think, yo, what they did for her was the right thing because she she was able to have a fucking long-lasting, legendary career. She was able to make a whole lot of fucking money. She was able to still go on and do great things. Now, was it was it was it was it was it did she was she able to live the life that every other rock star, pop star was able to? Absolutely not. But that's because she couldn't. She me personally, I don't think she mentally could, bro. I truly don't believe that. I truly motherfucking me though. Brittany going through something. Y'all pray for her. I can't pray for everybody. <laughs> I can't pray for everybody. Comment says, Brittany going through something. Y'all pray for her. Look, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't wish nothing bad upon Brittany Spears. But whatever Brittany Spears is going through today, Brittany Spears was going through that shit 10 years ago, 15 years ago, in the prime of her career, as a kid. Nah, Britney been going through this. And I think we've been looking at this all wrong about her parents. You know what I'm saying? Uh, controlling her life. Her parents is doing what was best for her. That's truly what I that's truly what I think at this point. <laughs> he said, yeah, her parents made a great decision. They totally did. They truly, they, they truly did. They truly did. Um, <clears throat> but moving on, let's go ahead and get into um, DJ Vlad real fast. You know, in this media space, there's people that I champion. You know what I mean? I, I champion the uh, Charlemagne the Gods. I champion the Joe Buttons, the Joe Rogans. I champion the Andrew Schultz. I champion the uh, uh, Million Dollar Worth of Game, Gillian Wallows, the academics. But I also champion the DJ Vlads of the world. You know, when it comes to 
this digital content creator space, you have to look at the people who built empires and look at how long it took them to build the empire. Like me personally, in my grind, when I post a clip, I post anything, I still compare myself to DJ Vlad and academics and stuff. People I know I'm not even competing with. But that's just a competitor in me, and that's just the ego in me. That's just I, I think that's the human way of things where you just see shit and you just want it, you want their success like that. But when I look at people like DJ Vlad and DJ Academics, a lot of two people that get looked at as corny, as clowns, as you know what I'm saying, people who do bad for the culture or whatever you want to say, you can't deny their influence, you can't deny their work habits. Now look at DJ Vlad. DJ Vlad get looked at as the feds. He get looked at as his interviews get put, put people in jail. Hell, his interviews are getting people killed these days. Is what people are saying. All of these things are true. If you want to look at it that way, we look at it as a content creator standpoint. You say no, DJ Vlad is just doing content shit. He getting he getting the content that people want. Hell, you got uh. uh uh, what what what's the Keefe D just got arrested with connections to the murder of Tupac? Hell, Vlad had the interviews and cut all that shit on tape five six years ago. So Vlad been doing everything that people been wanting them to do, but because he's white, it gets looked down upon. But as much as I respect the grind that that and the empire that Vlad has built over the last 10, 12 years, I can't sit here and ignore the uh the uh, uh the narrative that's attached to DJ Vlad's empire you know no matter if you believe it or not me as a content creator do I believe that Vlad is purposely asking questions to stump people up I don't think so do I think Vlad is asking questions to get a a a a, 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 a certain answer out of somebody absolutely Vlad is in the business of going viral. Vlad is in the business of content creation. So he's going to ask the questions that may be a little risque. But I always believe it's up to the person who's answering the question to how they answer the fucking question. But even if I don't believe that Vlad is doing these things on purpose, I can't sit here and ignore the narrative that's attached to it. So if people do believe that the feds are watching DJ Vlad interviews and picking apart the things he says and using those things in court. This next, these, these next ventures that Vlad has been doing lately has really been throwing me off. You know, as of late, instead of just doing regular interviews, Vlad has been taking his cameras and basically becoming the new MTV Cribs. Wow. If you go on YouTube and you look it up, man, you got Boosie showing his entire estate. You had DJ Envy showing his entire, uh, not his entire, but his, his car collection, his estate. You know, Vlad is taking these cameras now and he's asking people to show their properties, their, their valuables, the things that they take, you know what I'm saying, pride in. And me personally, I'm going to be honest, as much as I like Vlad, as much as I don't want to poo-poo a man's idea to get more money, I don't think this is a good idea for anybody who's in the rap game, anybody who's anybody, period. I'm be honest with you. I don't believe in showing off your values. I just don't. Look, 
I told you on past episodes how I believe LA is one of the worst places to live because of the of the robberies, uh, of of the goddamn meat, the gang banging, all that shit. But let just the robberies alone, I believe LA is one of the worst places to live. Home invasions are or have been at an all time high, nigga, forever in LA. So with that, with knowing that alone and being a rapper, I don't think it's safe to go on Vlad and show off your entire estate. Now, granted, Boosie shit was lavish. But why would you want Vlad to be telling, showing all your shit? And even if you don't got a problem with thinking that people going to run up on you and, and try you or, you know what I'm saying, niggas going to try to rob you or something like that, I'm not even taking it that far. I'm not even trying to think of bodily harm being done to people. What I'm thinking of is the government, IRS, the feds, pocket watching. Fam, I'm looking at I'm looking at Boosie shit, bro. I'm be honest with you. I don't even understand how Boosie got all this shit. Boosie ain't no platinum. When the last what is what's the last platinum song Boosie put out? He is in Atlanta, I believe he is. So I know it's a little bit cheaper in Atlanta. But fam, I'm looking at this shit. Boosie, Boosie got land land. Boosie got like enough land for enough like a damn city type shit. A damn big ass apartment complex or something. So when I'm looking at this, you can't sit here and tell me someone with Boosie's background, his criminal history. Boosie was just locked up not too long ago. Boosie been having issues with the cops not too long ago. Boosie going back and forth with his daughter, talking about, you know what I'm saying, people about people that was getting killed and shit like that not too long ago. So I'm saying that to say, you can't tell me eyes just aren't on Boosie, period. Boosie's a felon. Boosie was just arrested with a gun charge not too long ago. You can't tell me eyes aren't on Boosie, period. I don't think it's safe or smart for someone to be going around with cameras showing off their estate, their estate, where they lay their head, their valuables. That's in the that's in the uh, the 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 uh, the uh, premise, the presence of where they lay their head. I don't think that shit's smart. I look. I I get. M, I like MTV Cribs. I like the shit. But when you attach that to someone who everyone already think that their interviews are, are are being pulled from the by the feds, I don't think it's smart to go show off your goddamn valuables. I don't think it, I don't think you'll be able to scream you're broke or or bankruptcy when shit get real. And in the in the financial side of things that like we've seen time and time again with people in the industry. Look at the Fetty Wap situation. Fetty Wap got sent to prison for fucking uh, selling drugs. But what if Fetty Wap ass was showing flat as fucking estate and all the feds had to do was tap in and say, how the fuck is he getting all this shit? Fetty, had, Fetty ain't made no money like this in a long time. Boosie bought what? Boosie got what? I'm just saying, I don't think it's smart for people to fucking show off their valuables on a goddamn me video where they lay their head. I get you got a nice car, car collection alone. That's cool. But showing off your crib? Come on, man. 9-20-23. Now, now when Pop Smoke was in the Airbnb and niggas ran the house and killed him. Now in LA when, when, when flocking is at, at an all-time high. Not that. Let me see. It says them feds stay watching. Right? Comments say them feds stay watching. Exactly. Them feds stay watching. Look, they, they, look the feds gonna get theirs regardless but i don't think it's i don't everybody 
everybody done told a fib on some documents at one point in time in their life. You know what I'm saying? I don't think you I don't think you want to even risk the feds knowing everything your ass got if you can't if you can't show receipts for everything you got and if everything wasn't bought legally. And for the person we for the people we talking about, rappers, we know everything ain't legal around them. I just don't think it's smart. Comment says it ain't safe for regular folks to be showing what they have. I don't think it's safe for anybody. Regular folks, I, regular folk, you're stupid. Regular folk, you just stupid. Everybody think that because they got a gun, they can show up. They, you know, people that got guns, they do the, the, the money spray on their arm, or they take the pictures with their bank rolls, they blue Benjis. Yeah, okay. Them be the same niggas that die. Them be the same. They got be having guns too. Maybe you ever seen them dudes who be like designer down? Probably got a, a, a watch on Cartier. You know what I'm saying? We talk about hood niggas. Cartier on something like that. Nice little chain. Probably designer, designer tee. Probably got the money showing in the pocket a little bit. You know what I'm saying? The belt showing. The gun in the other pocket. Let niggas know he got it. Two weeks later, that same nigga died. That money that was in that right pocket that he was showing a little bit, they took that. That Cartier watch he had on his wrist. Oh, they took that too. That actually the designer shirt, they made him take that off. They lit his chest up. They did all that to that young man. Wow. So hey, regular folk, you stupid. Celebrities, you stupid too, but I would just think because I understand you got an image you got to uphold when you a rapper. You don't want like you broke or nothing like that. I get it. I get it. So you, I get you got to stunt sometimes. But taking that camera where you lay your head, nah, buddy. <laughs> that, ain't, that ain't something I think is, is a smart decision at all. Common says, yep, then your family arguing over what you left behind. Exactly. Folks don't know about moving in silence. Exactly. People don't know about moving in silence. You can when you're when you're growing, when you still got family members, even if they your second or third, you know what I'm saying, cousins, your second or third bloodline cousins, they still in the hood. You know what I'm saying? They, they still on food stamps. They still doing this and that. Somebody just got locked up. One of your cousins just got locked up. One of your cousins just got locked up. They need bail. One of your cousins need rent. One of your cousins' house getting foreclosed on. They hitting you up. I ain't got it. I ain't got it. But you taking cameras around showing your whole damn estate. You should. This man Boosie had. He had a. Uh, he had. You know them. Uh, a scrub. You know in the shower. You know those shower doors. You know like the, the clear ones. He had TVs installed in the shower doors. It was see through shower doors with TVs in them. So it was screens on the see through. T- like some shit you only see in like luxury hotels. You showing all this, but you still got family members in the hood. And I'm not sitting there saying you should take care of all your family. I'm not sitting there saying that. But what I'm saying is, you going that's even that's just stirring up drama and conversations in your family about people talking about you ain't shit. That's stirring up envy, stirring up jealousy, breaking down the, the solid foundation you're supposed to have with your families because they looking at you jealous as hell because they know you eating. You laying your you laying your head down on. On, 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 on wool, fresh off a of, fresh off a of motherfucking me, uh, fresh off a of, uh, horse's ass, a sheep's ass. But your family members is, is landing twin. They thirty five years old sleeping on a twin bed. 
You and you landing in, 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 in a goddamn you shack size, king size bed, and you only five foot two. Hey, it's just not smart, man. It's truly not smart. Um, moving on before we get up out of here, you know I gotta touch on this one. <sighs> basketball people, you know I love basketball, man. Big news came out: Damian Lillard has officially been traded. Damian Lillard has been traded to the Milwaukee Bucks. Wow. I'm be honest with you, I didn't see that one coming, but last couple of days I was hearing those rumblings, and when I heard it, it made so much motherfucking me sense. I know I came on here a few episodes ago and I was talking about how when Giannis started to talk about how he's he not going to sign that contract, he started talking about how he may leave and stuff like that, how Milwaukee's uh, answer to that was to sign his younger brother. Milwaukee said, no, nigga, we not doing what we did with Kareem. We we fucked up and we let Kareem get to the Lakers. They're going to let Giannis get to the Lakers too. So what they went and did is they traded Drew Holiday and uh, 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 Grayson Allen um, and they bringing in Damian Lillard. You know, Yusuf Nurkic is going to the Suns. Um, Grayson Allen going to the Suns. Um, Nasir Little going to the Suns. Um, DeAndre Aiden going to the Blazers and some other people that really don't matter too much. But Dame is finally being paired with not only someone that's on his level, but someone that's far better than him. Wow. There's no more excuses. This is the perfect time for basketball people to truly tap in and see if they know what the hell they're talking about. Because for the last 11 years, well, the last six years, I'll say, I've been hearing about Damian Lillard and Bradley Bill both being some fucking game-changing, league-changing, flipping the league on his ass, you know what I'm saying, type players if they move to a championship contending team. So now you have Dame Lillard paired up with Yon Antetokounmpo, with still having Brooke Lopez, still keeping Chris Milton, still having Bobby Portis. Um, I like it. Okay, let's see what you're going to do. There's no excuses. There's no more Giannis can't do it in the final minutes of the game. He got to rely on Chris Milton. No, fuck that. You got to rely on Damian Lillard. It's Dame time. And your secondary option is Chris Milton. Your third option is fucking Giannis Antetokounmpo. Hell, to be honest with you, depending on the, on, on the game clock situation, down by three, you might be giving it to Brook Lopez over over Giannis at the Kumpo, to be honest with you. So there's no more excuses for that, for Giannis. Cool. That pick and roll should be deadly. For Damian Lillard, there's no more excuses. You got your money. You still finna go off into the sunset with the whole you was loyal to the soil uh, uh, reputation. You feel if you go off and win, you can get that Kevin Garnett treatment. But there's no more excuses for you either. Not only do you have an all-star teammate, you have an MVP teammate, a, a defensive player of the year teammate, a top 75 player of all time teammate, one of the greatest we've ever seen at his position type teammate. So there's no more excuse for Damian Lillard and vice versa for Bradley Bill. You now have Kevin Durant. You have Devin Booker. You have Yusuf Nurkic. You have uh, 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 Nasir Little. You have these niggas now. You have a team that they built out some depth now. So now you have a three-headed monster of Bradley Bill, Kevin Garnett. I mean, now Kevin Durant and Devin Booker. There's no more excuses. Fuck your little measly 30 points you put up in Washington when nobody gave a damn. What you going to do now? They got you running the point. What you going to do now, Brad? And I'm from St. Louis. What you going to do? What you going to do, Dan? 
I don't care about none of these niggas, man. Lakers in five, man. Hey, we got Anthony Davis, B. LeBron James. LeBron Raymond James. Senior, nigga. And Austin Reeves. D'Angelo Russell. Gabe Vincent. Vanderbilt, nigga. Rui Hachimara. Christian Woods, nigga. We in the building, brother. We not ducking no smoke from nobody. We the deepest team in the league. Top to bottom, got the most talent in the NBA. Ain't I don't fear no team in the Western Conference. You know what I'm saying? I don't fear no team in the East. The only team that can fear me in the East is a team like the Celtics um, because they got strong wing play. But besides that, man, Lakers in five. Lakers in five. Anthony Davis redemption tour. LeBron James. Pre-injury last year was the top was a top seven player in the NBA. He's coming back. I'm not worried about Dame. I'm, I'm happy for Dame. He wanted to go to Miami. I think he's in a better position, a better situation than Milwaukee. Granted, the weather and stuff like that, but I think he's in a better situation because he can compete for a championship with an actual big dog on his team. Um, we're still having a big solid ass team when you got Brooke Lopez and Bobby Portis and Chris Milton as well. That's a big team still. Um I just think it, I think it's a good situation to be in. If Damian Lillard is everything that people said he is, he should be able to succeed with this situation. And I, I want I want to see him do it. Fuck it. Like I ain't I ain't got no beef with him. I love to meet uh, the, the Milwaukee Bucks in the finals. Giannis versus AD in the finals. Come on, man. Come on, man. I I love to see that. I would love to see that. God damn it. I hope that's the one. But I ain't really worried about it. Not 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 even a little bit. Not even a motherfucking me little bit, man. Lakers in five. Um, but with that being said, I think that's everything. Man. I think we tackled everything on my docket. Let's just see the secrets of being living life. Kaepernick running letters to the Jets. Papoosh, Dame Dollar, Vlad New MTV Cribs, Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. Yeah, that's all I got on the docket. Let's go to. Let me just make sure we ain't missing nothing. Y'all got anything to chat? Y'all want me to cover before I get out of here? Anything in the chat, man? Anything in the chat before I get up out of here? I do want to say this, man. Like I said, you know, every Wednesday we will be doing these live stream episodes. I appreciate everybody that tapped in, joined the conversation on this episode on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitch. Um, I, I still got to get more screens and stuff like that to get um, – you know, all chats available up on the screen so I can read all chats at one time. This one, I was only able to read one chat at one time, so it's a little bit stagnant. But we're going to get that fixed down the line, man. Um, With everything, let me see. Comments as they see OG, OG has a great episode. I really appreciate that. I truly appreciate that. Thank you for tapping in. You know, earlier you said this is your first um, episode you was able to catch. So I truly appreciate that. This, that's one of the main points of doing these live stream episodes to give people a chance to, um, you know, who – don't have the time to actually just sit down and listen to these episodes or watch them on YouTube. Give them a chance to catch it doing you know live stream, catch it raw, you know, it's uncut, unedited, and just get the raw, you know, the raw feel of the show and you know to become a true friend of the show. And I know you specifically, I know you are a friend of the show, but you being able to catch a live stream episode for the first time is truly great. And I'm happy to be able to do that for you. Um, but with that being said, um, we're gonna wrap it up with that. Um, DJ, go ahead and drop that fire ass beat, my boy. Um, 
you know how I give up on this side. It's all love these ways. Never let them sidetrack you with the bullshit. Always keep the main thing the main thing. Stay safe, stay sharp, stay sane. And how's this episode, man? We out this motherfucker. Episode, man, episode 176 on the ground to hunt, thin line between genius and motherfucking insanity. Um, it's a little bit later than usual, but but because we did a live stream episode, really doesn't bother me that much. Um, it's a great feeling to get back on the live stream, get people in the chat, read comments, see people engage and stuff like that. Man, so it's a great feeling to get that back going. Um, every Wednesday, we will be doing this. I will say this again, everybody, man, tapping on DSPs, man, shout out to y'all. Review the channel, review the pod wherever you can, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, no matter where it's at, review the pod, give me them five stars, and leave a comment, man, I respond to those too. Um, YouTube, leave a like, all that good shit to YouTube and say, subscribe to the channel, man. Get your merch, get your merch, get your merch. October drop is coming very, very, very soon. Give me about two weeks and I'm going to drop the October drop for the merch line. Um, But with that being said... No, I give it up, man. I'll at y'all next time. I'll holler at y'all, man. Peace. Welcome to Raw is OG. Ash, man, you know the fuck that is, nigga. Play on me, man. You dig?